To Sustainable 102. 102. Welcome yourself to Sustainable 102, me friendly little monkey chipper companion pal, <laughs> bud. Uh, we are your friendly little environment podcast, all about people and the planet, and why, despite everything being up the swanny, we can still find time for a chuckle about it every now and then, isn't we all? And what have we got coming up this week then? Feckless youth. What? Feckless youth, layabouts, good for nothing, work shy, slobs, drain on the economy. Students? Students, how did you guess? (laughs) We're talking about students sitting around all day, not doing anything, racking up debt, watching neighbours. Yeah. 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 Feckless. A lot of them. We think they're great. And we were really, really interested, were we not all, in students and what the hell they think about the planet, given that they are supposed to be learning about how to fix it and they're the ones that are going to have to live in it. Yes, live in it as it gets hotter and, you know, more watery and stuff like that. Yeah, look, we wanted to get a few different perspectives on students. So we went to interview the none other than the president of the National Union of Students, Shakira Martin, who we asked about a range of things and her most interesting of jobs, all about representing students. We also talked to a person who, you know, unlike most students, has been doing some stuff. Uh, This is a person who got on some roofs and installed some solar, uh, which is pretty impressive at the university and did lots of other things. So this is Hannah Short from SOAS, another university in London, and we spoke to her too. And, not content with that, we went and talked to some actual students. We took our lives into our own hands and we took some shiny, expensive electronic equipment to meet some hard-up, cash-strapped, angry, (laughs) heroin-fuelled students outside. Are you sure they were heroin-fuelled? they were lovely. We did a bit of vox poppy and we went all street, so uh, you want to find out what actual students think about the environment, listen on to the end. Before all that, though, just the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental challenges But these are very much our own views and the views of the students and their representatives, what you are about to hear. So if you've got any beef at all, take it up with me and him and not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? Very good. Right, let's get on with this. So, back in October... Do you remember October? No, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Yeah. Never mind October. No, it's, it's before now. Long time before, before now. now. Yeah. Uh, back in October, we spoke to Shakira Martin. Muesli! Muesli! That's what I had for breakfast. My God, that was terrifying. <laughs> right. But anyway, back in October, we spoke to Shakira Martin, and I don't know what she had for breakfast. Uh, I don't particularly care. Uh, but she is president of the NUS, the National Union of Students. Um, we asked her all sorts of things, including, you know, how she got into all of this and, and a bit about herself. 
good chat. That's what she had for breakfast. She'd eaten, <laughs> yes. eaten merrily from the buffet of Bants. Uh, <laughs> and we also asked her about, uh, yeah, what it's like being a student and whether or not students are, like, being one makes makes you more radical and more likely to care about stuff. So, yeah, we talked to Shakira. There are some other people in the room. All will become clear, so don't be confused if you hear someone else. But mostly, this is us nattering to Shakira last year when everything was a little bit less climate changey than it is today. <laughs> So I am the national president of NUS, which is the National Union of Students. We represent around 600 students union across the country, which is around 7 million students. What people will be surprised to know is that out of the 7 million students we represent, around 70% of our membership are from further education institutions. So that includes apprentices, standalone sixth forms and general FE colleges. Um, Really excited to be in this position and really honoured to be representing students from across the country. Um, And my priority is to make education accessible for everyone because education is transformative and a social good and everyone benefits. We wanted to understand a little bit about um, what young people are thinking and doing and saying and acting on today. Um, Obviously this is a podcast principally about um, green stuff, about the environment, so um, is that a a thing? The people that you represent in anywhere and beyond, is it something that is motivating people are they talking about it or of other things just way bigger issues i think the recent general election and the turnout of getting over two million young people and students registered to vote has really shown that students are taking an interest in shaping the type of society that they want to live whether it's around education housing environmental or sustainability issues there is definitely a interest in young people in starting to shape the type of world and society that we want to live in Um, But for me, what I found really interesting, when I came into the movement, I didn't have any interest about sustainability or environmental issues. However, I've I've started to learn and see how it's linked to injustice um, and how it is the most marginalised and disadvantaged working class people that are the first and worst to be the brunt of of these issues around sustainability not only in the UK but across across the world especially like in the areas like the global south um, so that's something for me especially being a working class black girl who um, wasn't engaged in politics for me it's another thing that I want to fight but what I have found is that the environmental movement isn't diverse and it doesn't reflect the diversity which I saw when I went to COPS21 in Paris um, a few years ago. Um, And for me, it's about trying to break down those barriers of understanding when people are living in poverty and when austerity is rife, that there's a reason why there are 5p charges to plastic bags um, and kind of to, to kind of educate people around why those issues are there and not seeing it as another burden of austerity put on the most marginalised in society. I think that was what was so beautiful for me about the COPS21 that I attended is that we got to see that diversity, that this is like a struggle that we're trying to deal with across across the world. And I think for me, that was the only time that I felt that there was a space for me 
um, with, within the movement. But I think it goes beyond that as well. In terms of working class people, we are actually more sustainable than we think because the struggle is real. So we turn off the lights because we need to manage our electric. But we just don't realise that turning off the lights actually contributes to environmental issues. We get the funny-looking carrot because it's cheaper, not because it's an organic, <laughs> orga- organic yeah. carrot. We're all completely broke, so we've got to make sacrifices. I myself have generously donated my used tissue collection. <laughs> so some recent research that we've done um, within students, within further education, around 80 70 to 80% of students said that they, in their, when they move on to the job market, will take a £1,000 pay cut for an organisation that is ethical, which I found really, really interesting, considering we say a lot of the time that students aren't political. I, I think how we measure what political is, is very kind of almost elitist. We think that you need to be talking this terminology. But students actually do care about these issues. Is... Being a student, be that a university, further education, whatever, does that, do you think that changes, does that make you more aware of things? So I believe that education is a right, not a privilege. However, it is a privilege to be able to access education. And I can tell you, if I wasn't involved in my students' union or had access, I would not be sitting here in front of you and I would not care Um, There's so much more going on um, in people's personal lives. So I am very thankful to have been able to learn about this. It does give me a headache in terms of there's another thing that I want to fight and there's so many battles. But when I look around and I do see the good organisations and different people that's drawing in, like, different perspectives and stuff, I feel hopeful and understand that it's not just a battle that I need to fight by myself, but a battle where we all can can kind of be a part of. However, what I think needs to be done on a government level, they're talking about the industrial strategy. I'm fed up of hearing about this industrial strategy <laughs> because I don't think it's industrial enough. Um, but I think that in terms of, like, the industrial strategy, we haven't got a careers... Um, our career strategy yet um, which is two years overdue um, and we're talking about parity of esteem between different institutions and different learning Um, the um, the government needs to do more in building these type of environmental jobs into the industrial strategy but also giving the students and young people the skills knowledge um, techniques to be and attributes to be able to not just um, live in a civic society, but also um, be able to use transferable skills within amongst their employment. And if it's if it comes down to, for example, taking away polystyrene cups or plastic cups um, to you know divesting from fossil fuel, it's all part of the same a bit of the bigger puzzle, and that we should celebrate all those little little achievements. But the government isn't doing enough when it comes down to employment, the career strategy, IAG, and how environmental and sustainable issues feed into being a part of our a civic society. From from a, an objective point of view, things are going badly in terms of, you know, the, the climate and in terms of nature and in terms of kittens, uh, uh, kittens and unicorns as well also <laughs> suffering um, and obviously uh, as you mentioned you know the cost of living is a massive crisis the austerity has created terrible conditions for an awful lot of people but 
Is there any, <laughs> given all Do you know that, what? I am is hopeful. A hundred percent hopeful because when you're down, the only way is up. Mm-hmm. Like the only way is up. The recent general election. Sorry to keep referring to this, but it shows that young people and students will no longer be sidelined. Mm-hmm. The media often call us snowflakes, but let me tell you, we're an avalanche and a force to be reckoned yeah. with. And if we don't start, if we don't, if if politicians and policy makers and decision makers do not start taking us seriously there will be repercussions and we will go out and we will vote and we will exercise our, our voice um, and unless they want the avalanche to come in like mm. I saw um, this um, survey the other day saying that voters under the age of 40 which I am just about <laughs> still in uh, what the top they want policies on something environment and something else but the point being environment is now like if you ask someone under the age of 40 it'll be in the, that's what they want governments to do and it just strikes me that that like you say that's an avalanche that's something you can't resist So I am extremely proud that students across the country are leading the leading around sustainability, the work that SOAS has done and um, Glasgow University has done really makes me proud. But I just wanted to say to every young person and student out there, thank you for like the excellent work you do, no matter how little or how big it is. Even thank you for even listening to this podcast for so for so long. And my, <laughs> <laughs> they give out and medals my, after twenty episodes. And my rally, my rally is um, so this was a campaign that I like. Well, it wasn't a campaign. It was just something that I used to do when I used to have time to party, um, <laughs> and it was like tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. So no matter whether it's at the bus stop, if it's your little brother, your little sister, or someone at the train station, have these conversations out there. But also don't feel guilty if you're not living that necessarily lifestyle. What is, the first thing is to be aware, and the second thing is to adapt your lifestyle in, in order to recognise that everybody's part of it. NUS does some fantastic work um, getting students across the country amongst different institutions um, involved. Our Green Impact work is one of our flagship um, projects which is going to be celebrating our 10-year anniversary in November. I am really, really um, hopeful that we will start to create the society that we want to live in um, and every little bit makes the big bit happen. Um, and that's the, the message that I want to let people go away with. So you can find out all about uh, the NUS's sustainability work and what they're up to at their website at nus.org.com.uk or something. Put National yeah. Union of Students. You know how to work the internet. Put National Union of Students, the word sustainability, if you like, into the internet. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do these days. So that was good then, Dave. What did you make of it? Um, 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 um what to make of that? Well... Uh, our students skint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, some of them. Yeah. A couple of people I went to with university were not skint. I went to university with the son of a shipping magnate. Oh. He wasn't skint. <laughs> no, indeed. But I think in general, if you are a student, you are more likely to have no cash. And if you've got no cash, it's right, isn't it? You are, it's a pretty sustainable thing to be. Broke. Student. Broke. Yeah. 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 No, she's right. Yeah, of course. Well, you're not you know, taking multiple holidays around the world. You're not buying loads and loads of 
meat, uh, probably. You probably buy less meat, I don't know. Or kebabs. Kebabs. Don't count. Uh, yeah, just generally, yeah, you caught, you're, you're buying the, the stuff that's on sale at the end of the day because it's going to get thrown out otherwise. Like, yeah, you're being broke is sustainable. It's not much fun, uh, but it's, it's definitely kind of quite green, I suppose. Too busy drinking themselves into a stupor, I imagine. What, uh, students? Yeah. Nah, they're all, they're all, you know, terrified of the mountain of debt that they're going to wind up with. They're working yeah. incredibly hard to try and get the best possible job. It's all very depressing. Not in my experience. Anyway, um, but I thought the thing I thought was really interesting was this idea that, like, going to university or further education is kind of necessary to get you more engaged about the world, which is in itself necessary to get you giving more of a shit about the world. Yeah. Yeah? That's kind of... Do you think that's right, then? Well, I think so. I mean, it's... That's always been the sell of university, isn't it? Like, broaden your horizons, meet people from all sorts of different viewpoints and backgrounds and whatever, and, like, think about your role in the world, become an internationalist, all of those things. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Drink 50 vodkas and throw up on your own shoes. Yeah, exactly. So, you uh, probably heard her talk about SOAS. Yeah, what's a SOAS? A SOAS is a School of Oriental and African Studies, which is a bit of the University of London. Now, you're hearing a bit that we went down there to talk to some actual students. Ooh. I know. Took our life into our own hands with our little microphone and went around and talked to some actual students. But before that, uh, we also talked in that room where Shakira was to someone called Hannah Short. What was in charge of making SOAS one of the greenest places to learn about stuff ever? Should we hear some more from her? Yes, how exciting. You can find the perfect I forget your question. <laughs> well, how easy is it to do students get involved? Do they do things? So, what was the what was the scheme that you did, and how did that? Oh how yeah, did that yeah. yeah. So uh, the one that I was kind of involved with at SOAS, actually, first of all, it was fossil free SOAS, which is the divestment movement at SOAS, and SOAS was almost the first uh, university in the UK to divest, but. In fact, we were the second, so oh. right, we were a week after Glasgow, <laughs> okay. which was really frustrating. You were the first in England. Yes, we were the, indeed. We were the first in England, <laughs> first in London. Divesting is, yeah. um, what's divesting? Explain what divesting is. Yeah, so that's basically, I mean, so universities have kind of endowments or have a kind of a portion of money that they invest in things to basically like make more money and to enable them to kind of continue existing. Um, I think a lot of other like bigger organizations also have a similar s- scheme of kind of investing money and using that to uh, help them function. But basically, they'll tend to invest those that money into organization into companies that make a lot of money. And traditionally, that's been fossil fuel companies, so oil, gas, and all the rest of it. But obviously, that's highly problematic because these are the companies that are directly contributing to climate change. Um, and so it doesn't really make sense if you're the kind of institution that's saying that's telling you that climate change is bad, but then is also simultaneously supporting it. That's kind of like a doesn't really make sense. So um, yeah, so the divestment movement is all about kind of telling uh, u- universities in this case, but can be anything. Can also be like pension funds. Can be all sorts of things. Any kind of large body that's investing money to kind of put their money where their mouth is to take that investment out of fossil fuels and to put it into something else. So there's something else is uh, a question for another time. Um, but yeah, so but basically saying, let's take it out of fossil fuels and just kind of in that way demonstrate 
what we think about fossil fuels. So that campaign at SOAS kind of started in 2014, and we managed to actually get SOAS to agree to divest in 2015. And it's been very exciting to be part of that because there, the timeline was to divest by 2018, and I'm kind of still there. Um, so I've, they've just now announced that actually they've done it one year early, and they've successfully completely divested. So got involved in that, uh, which was really interesting, but uh, and basically was part of environmental kind of groups at, at SOAS, which was about like five to ten people of all the same people in all the various different like green group, fossil free SOAS, uh, and the SOAS Energy and Climate Justice Society, where we would just meet every week and discuss energy and climate justice issues. But it was like a very depressing group because we would meet up every week and read various articles about how bad things were. And it just, we felt very powerless. Uh, and around that time, somebody went to a talk by Repowering London, which is a community yeah. benefit society that sets up community energy projects around London. And they were talking about, uh, you know, setting up solar projects in London. And so one of our members went to that and came back and said, hey, how about we try and get solar panels put on SOAS? And we're like, yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds cool. So, uh, so then we just like started looking into that, and it just became a project that had such a tangible goal. It was something that people like really felt they could get behind, and um, it was just really positive. Everyone we spoke to was excited about it, and it had been that kind of thing had been done before, just not at a university. So it just, I mean, there were loads of. It was a very long process, um, but we eventually got there in 2016. Um, and now they're up there, and they've been up there for just over a year, which is really great. And they'll be up there um, for kind of the next 20-ish years, just generating power from the sun. Hello, I'm Chris Packham, and you're listening to Babble. So it's all very well talking to people who like work with students or like represent students, but we thought it was important to talk to people who are students. Mm. So we popped down to SOAS, which is the School of Oriental and African Studies, otherwise known as a bit of the University of London where lefties go <laughs> to study lefty things. Uh, and we went and hung out there and tried not to look too shifty or old. Failed. Failed. Uh, but did manage to sort of persuade some people who were otherwise trying to have a nice evening like hanging around chatting with their friends to chat to us instead so this is us chatting to them about their fears about the future their optimism um, how green being a student is you know that sort of stuff As students, uh, what do you think about, what are your thoughts about the environment, the state of the planet, climate change, that sort of stuff? I find it pretty concerning. It's, I don't know, it's always on my mind and I'm kind of trying to do lots of things that will help it a little bit, but then I don't think I do enough. What do you do? Um, So I'm pretty militant about my recycling at home. My flatmates aren't, so I always have to go through it at the end of the week and like sort it all out. (laughs) I definitely think we are like, even just in terms of what people will eat, as basic as it sounds, and being more careful and eating less meat. And if you look around, there's initiatives by students to um, filter, uh, like uh, recycle like trash. Yeah. And also the like the menus of the 
cafeteria there's like vegan option like today there was actually like vegan option which is kind of interesting because usually it's vegetarian but here what it was like really vegan so it's going to another level it's not just vegetarian is the environment something that as a student you care about i do actually yes yes in what way um well not creating too much waste so trying to cut down on plastics and trying as far as I can to um, put things in the right recycling bins um, and not taking well yeah I don't, I don't own a car but I do tend to walk all the time actually around which is quite nice connected to our diversity I would also say like people that are from countries that have more they are more affected by the climate change now mm. yeah. are more conscious about it and yeah. you can definitely see it whereas people that talk about it but don't necessarily see it direct don't feel it directly mm. don't do so much about it <laughs> to be honest like but I also sometimes feel like for example I want to be more conscious on about what I buy uh, where it comes from and mm. I can't really do it on my budget like yeah. you have to have more money to be more consciously if you want those bamboo socks yeah have a job for that <laughs> yeah oh and also buying stuff that's local I try to but again it's expensive like organic food and British farm food is quite a lot more expensive than picking up green beans from Kenya and I know I shouldn't but <laughs> do you ever notice uh, environmental things around the place does it feel like you're studying them green green clothes um, yeah, like the, the cups thing. yeah they're like you save 62 pounds <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't use Disposable cups. Is that? Oh, what those those keep cups? Yeah. Is that what you got yeah. Uh, I've got one as well. I've never had one in my life till recently. So what they give yeah. you? They give you them. No, you have to buy them. But then every time you get, yeah, got to use it. Okay. What about anything else? Like I don't know other, see solar panels around a place or anything like that. It's kind of, you know, no, 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 no solar panels at all. I don't think solar panels would even work for the uni, would they? Or in London, would they? I don't think like it rains more sounds like I don't, I don't know. Money. Yeah. It's always yeah. great, isn't it? I'm just saying. Yeah, they would not invest. What about things like uh, so SOAS has got a big divestment campaign, for example, to get money out of fossil fuels? Um, or I think there's solar panels on the roof up there somewhere. Do you things like that? Do you sort of feel like you're in a green minded campus? Compared to other places where I've studied, yeah, definitely. It's much more aware of things, but I don't know. I mean, like, at least it feels good that they're, as a, an institution, a bit more looking at stuff. It wasn't very eloquent at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they do They do in, put that into a lot of their yeah. stuff, don't they? So. It's not perfect, but it's good to be in a place that's more conscious about things. politics and African studies. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah, so. Yeah, yeah. so how much does the environment and climate change and that sort of thing crop up in what you study? Not at all. Not at all? No. No, it hasn't popped up at all. Is that, and what about, do you think it should? Is that something that people are asking for? Or? I don't think, like, my course is designed for, yeah, like, for them to ask those kind of questions or, like, for it to be brought up. We're more, like, looking at like if I'm doing African studies I'm more looking at cultures from a historical perspective and if I'm looking at politics we're looking at dynamics and modes of political systems around the world so they wouldn't really talk about environment change For me, 
um, I'm, a, I'm a student in business management, so I, I, I'm not sure uh, whether it's a good idea to make it make this subject essential for 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 students in business area. But I think um, certainly it is an important topic for everybody. Yeah. Crop up in what you study at all is the environment. What is it you're studying? I'm doing African studies. Right, and, and is the environment is that crop up in there? Um, not in my courses. No, I'm more focusing on the humanities side of it. So history, linguistics, and what else am I doing? I'm doing a language and politics. So environment is not really part of these courses. feel about the future Are you optimistic no i think it's really depressing to see and thinking oh my god is this process too far gone are we actually going to make a difference doing anything yeah like i'm not very optimistic i would say like uh when i was a kid i would have these sleepless nights thinking about how we are all going to die i yeah. don't have them now <laughs> but <Good>. i remember <laughs> writing a letter when i was about seven to, like, to the prime minister being like this many animals are being extinct every minute and what are you doing about it and i never sent it i should have done there's oh, the just think you could have changed. I know, seven-year-old me could have absolutely changed the world. But there's a part of me that's optimistic. There's a part of me that's optimistic, though. Like, uh, I feel like governments are doing more things now. As um, like you saw, everyone saw what happened last summer. Like, climate change became less of a discussion and more of a reality in many countries. Mm. And I think that might be what we need to get changed on. Uh, are, you, are you optimistic, positive about... No, but I think we're going to die before anything bad happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> what are you studying for then? What about the future? Are you, are you optimistic that the world you're going to go into is going to tackle climate change, sort out you know, the, the various kind of bad shit that's going, going on, or, or do you not feel quite so positive? I'm quite pessimistic, I must say. I mean, especially now, it's, it's January, I'm not wearing a coat or a jacket. And, I mean, it's not even that bad, which is, if you look at 10 years ago, you know, it's a massive change already, and I think it's only going to get worse. And especially with the US uh, coming out of the Paris Agreement yeah. and the implication that has yeah. with the climate change initiative, if you like. I feel quite optimistic, even though it seems quite strange for some people. But if you're not thinking that way, you can't really go forth, I guess. I, I am always amazed, Dave. I'm always amazed by what people think you mean when you say the environment. Because, yeah. like, to me... As someone who's been, you know, banging on about it for a long time, it means a massive, great, complicated web of things. You say paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) That too keeps me in heating. Uh, But you know, it means the system, how everything's connected, nature, climate change, all the rest of it. Right. So it's everything. Everything. Pretty much everything. You know. So should you care about everything? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But when you ask almost anyone, and I think we've just discovered that with, you know, the feckless young, feckless youth. Apologies, feckless youth. Thank no, you they're not feckless. They, they're lovely and friendly. Uh, that often it means recycling. Yeah. Or occasionally it means whether you eat vegetarian or vegan food yeah, or something. They, they would have things came up, wouldn't it? Food yeah. and recycling, that's it, really. But, you know, it doesn't... 
you don't get many answers that are like, we've got to smash capitalism. <laughs> no. Or, well, maybe we don't have to smash capitalism. No, that's true. Uh, that's maybe true. we just need keep cups and vegans and solar panels on the roof. Maybe that's, maybe that's all we need. Of. I don't know. I mean, I think that's right, isn't it? And, like, in a way, I now realise what a daft question it was to go around asking people, like, does the environment crop up in what you learn? Because a lot of people were just like, what? No go away and then some other people were a bit like yeah it does kind of but actually what does that question even mean yeah like if it is everything if it is about how we like run our entire cultures and economies and societies and everything in a way that we don't gnaws stuff up yeah i suppose it crops up in everyone's thing don't it oh they're a bit a bit bloody miserable though aren't they some of these these students oh it's because they were having a nice evening yes (laughs) trying to have a chat with their friends and then up we pop. Trying to eat avocado lattes <laughs> and up we pop. Uh, yeah, but they do, I mean, I don't know, like, it must be difficult. I know, yeah, well, hey, who are we? Listener, you're probably a millennial. Um, we have it on good authority. Not, that I, I'm, I am a millennial. I was alive in the millennium. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it must be difficult kind of looking at everything that's going on. And it's all right for us, isn't it? Like me in particular. I'm going to be dead soon, probably. Yeah. And it's all right for us to kind of go, haha, lol, planet's going to fry, right? But as we talked about yeah. with James Murray. Try having a child. <laughs> well, exactly. As we talked about with James Murray back in episode 65. Um, you know, you sort of change your horizon on it a bit. And these guys are the ones got to sort it out. Oh, these dudes here learning all the stuff, which isn't really about the environment. They're not really learning how to be environmental leaders. They're learning about keep cups. And I'm not surprised they're a little bit uh, meh about the whole thing. Yeah, well, I mean, just read the news and think, well, this isn't going very well. And I'm only young and it's, you know, it's going to be worse. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but then uh, there were, were tones of optimism, weren't there? They're, and, you know, the fact that literally everybody we spoke to everybody we approached did say something kind of that that suggested awareness of the problem and I didn't hear anybody say it's not a problem it's it's overplayed well yeah but if you go out to people with a microphone and say hello we're here from a podcast about the environment can we talk to you about the environment and they say yes (laughs) they're probably going to talk to us about the environment yeah but nobody said no we didn't we didn't get a single person saying no and you know they're students they're they're confident people they speak their mind Uh, unfortunately speaking their mind will probably mean that rules out a career in politics in 15 years when someone drags it up but uh, you know I can well imagine a few years back you might have got people going, oh, for God's sake, all these people banging on about the environment, there are bigger issues to worry about, it's, it's not a problem. You know, things are cleaner now, pollution isn't as bad, climate change isn't a thing. And one guy did say to us, you know, it's not really happening here, it doesn't really affect me, but it's happening in other countries. And that's just an interesting perspective, isn't it? Because it is happening here. <laughs> yes. Gary? This is Adam. We're studying together. All right, student. Hi. So that is just about it for another episode of Babel 102 in the can. Thank you very, very much to Shakira and to Hannah and to our pal Sophie, who works at NUS and helped set this all up for us. Thank you, as always, to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music that starts and ends and intertwinkles this podcast and to Arthur Stovall for the logo what so splendidly adorns it. You can get in touch with us. Tell us what you thought of the show on email at hello at 
sustainababble.fish or on Facebook, just search Sustainababble or find us on the Twitterverse by searching for uh, Sustainababble no, or finding no. at the Babble Wagon. There we go. Yes. Well done. Very My good. God. Okay, that is just about it. I am off to go and make an egg toasty by putting an egg inside a bit of white bread in a George Foreman grill because that is how I sustained myself through three years of university. I'm going to sleep until two o'clock in the afternoon for three years. Yeah, we are nothing if not predictable with our cliches. Bye! Bye! You saying hubbub hubbub isn't it? <laughs> Rhubub? Listen, I'm just trying to record. I said to Ol, let's record some background noise when, you know, we're just going around picking up hubbub. So Ol's just walking around saying hubbub hubbub. hubbub. Idiots. Hubbub hubbub. Idiots. You happy now? Silence? Shut up. Wish I went to SARS. Going to kick you in the shins. <laughs> you went and did this. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs>